Hi, I'm Adam McKay, and welcome to Bedtime Stories with Adam McKay, the show where we improvise a bedtime story to hopefully help you ease into a wonderful night of sleep during these crazy, bonkers times that we're living through. Hey, Adam. Hey, Harry. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, did a college trip with my daughter, looked at potential schools. Feels like an American tradition. Mm-hmm. It was quite nice. Did you, like, drive? Yeah. It was a road yeah. trip situation? It was a road trip situation. We saw four schools, and uh, it was good. We mostly laughed and then ate really bad food on the road. <laughs> Sounds lovely. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, well, you don't want to know why I'm excited today? Not that you asked. Yeah, you seem like, usually Harry, you can tell by his voice, is pretty relaxed. Yeah. But I came in today, giant pit stains of sweat. Yes. Kind of breathing, like shallow breathing, like, yeah, like he that. just ran. I was like, where did you run from? He's like, nowhere. Nowhere. I've been so you're, you're excited about something. What's, what's going on? Well, we have our first guest today on the podcast. I love it. And... You know, I love doing this with you. We're good buddies and we have a great time. But. But. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know who else I'd really like to spend some time with? Sarah Silverman. I mean, if I'm really looking objectively at just what's in front of us, I would rather spend time with Sarah Silverman <laughs> than me. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say than me, which I also would have been fine with. No, I mean, I the dream would be I get to hang out with Sarah Silverman, you, and myself, and we all go in one of those swan boats in some sort of murky lake yeah. and paddle around for a couple hours. But that that's not going to happen. So second to that, which is Sarah, the great Sarah Silverman, you probably know her from her tremendous stand-up. She's Bob's Burgers. She does a voice. She has uh, her podcast, the Sarah Silverman Podcast. Which is delightful. Mm-hmm. Uh, just been a fan of Sarah's. I remember seeing Sarah on Saturday Night Live when she was 19. Wow. Yeah, she's awesome. She really is. Yeah, I've been a fan since I was a boy, and I'm excited to get to be awkward in front of her. Love it. And she needs a suggestion. She does. I'm going to ask you for a suggestion to give to Sarah. Uh, all right. I'd like to think of something that's mundane that can become something. Let, let's go with a stick of butter. A stick of butter. All yeah. right. Well, well, I'll take that to Sarah and uh, we'll see what we get. Love it. go. I've been given a word. It's a stick of butter. Well, that's a stick of butter is four words. And I'm talking like this because I was told that this is adult bedtime stories, not to be all about content, but just about having someone in your ear to say under all the words or underneath everything. Um, just let yourself go. Let's shut down. Let's just melt into this like, uh, oh my God, stick of butter. Too soon? Maybe. 
So you're lying down. This is actually a story about you, the listener. You're lying down or you're sitting down. And you're listening or maybe half listening and maybe that's for the best. And you're thinking about the world and you're thinking about your world and all the macrocosms and microcosms of, of that. And things are spiraling and you try to remind yourself to let all that go and listen to Sarah Silverman's voice as she tries to be, to minimize her nasality and maximize her soothe. How's that? This is just for you. I'm doing this for you. Basically, I'm selfless. And this is one example of that. So uh, like, fave, or comment on uh, what I just did. That's a joke. So you're relaxing. You're trying to clear your mind. It's hard these days. Your body, uh, your muscle memory goes to your phone and starts picking it up and looking at, I don't know, Twitter and seeing if you have any comments on Instagram or if you can be kind of... um, titillated by someone getting into trouble. Maybe someone you know, someone you don't know, someone you don't like, someone you like. The kind of uh, stuff it generates is uh, feels good in some weird way. Mm, Reject it. Focus on me. Wouldn't it be good for everyone's health to just focus on the sound of my voice in particular? Not when I'm like, but Right here, right now, the me now and the you right now. Now, I'm going to tell you a story about butter. And that story is about a stick of butter that just wanted to be a circus clown. That was its dream. The butter's name, John S. Blinkensop. He doesn't know how he came to be or how a stick of butter could have consciousness. He's part of a chain of um, enslaving uh, cows, hurting their nipples to chapping them, making them bleed, and then uh, churning that shit into butter. Now, I myself am sometimes vegan, and I have a vegan butter that's delicious. But, uh... I eat a lot of butter. I do. It's in stuff. I'm not going to turn down a cookie or a cake or a grilled cheese. I'm not going to say, what'd you use? Is this an oat milk butter? I'm just going to eat it. But uh, is appreciating that sacrifice enough? I don't know. I'm not going to judge it. You know what? I judged it earlier. And wasn't this a story about a stick of butter? A stick of butter that wants to be a circus clown. Yeah, he so wants to be a circus clown, and he, of course, has no arms or legs or um, any kind of hard bone or cartilage. Um, He is he, him. He's inanimate. So he would need some help to have that dream come true. It's He is not able to learn how to tumble. He could be put in a barrel and rolled. That could be his specialty. You know, that's, I believe, rodeo clown style, and and he might just be just right for that. Though it gets warm in those arenas. um, Under those lights. Under those lights and the, the, uh, what's it, a corral? Yeah, there is a corral. 
you know? I think the corral is like the staging area where you keep the cow. Or the, oh, the what's poles. the stage area? What's the, like, where the show is in a rodeo? Rodeo area. Literally rodeo area. Let me, let's think of some search words. Rodeo performance is in a... That's how you Google. You usually do, like let it fill in the the blank yeah, point. and then sometimes I don't even have to press search because it fills it in. Feet. It's in a feet. Oh, I see. Because it's learning from your previous searches. <laughs> yeah. I'm Adam Stolbuck. You know, it's funny how um, search suggestions work. When you would get ads and you didn't realize they were be- based on what you search. Like, oh, my God, I was just looking at this dress, and now there's an ad for it. Or I'd be like, God, I'm reading an article in the New York Times op-ed section, and then there's, like, an ad for, like, man fucks uh, pocket pussy. And I'm like, this is so inappropriate. Children could be reading this. And I didn't understand targeted uh, ads yet. I had maybe somehow accidentally Googled um, man fucks pocket pussy, comma, verbal. Sure. Oh, whoops. <laughs> you want to hear him talking about the experience. I do like, I like verbal and not like nice, like crass oh. verbal. And that's why I like when they're having sex with like a torso. Sure. Which is actually um, in this lingo. It means like a silicone, 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 silicone torso of a woman, but it's not like a a chopped off, murdered torso. Yeah, and that's the, and it's easy to just mentally fill in the blanks of the arms and legs if you need to. Yeah, like my imagination is pretty amazing. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, arena. We were right the first time. It's a rodeo oh, yeah. arena. Wow. You know, sometimes you're right. That's all that is. All right, so um, where were we or where should we go? Well, I'm, Harry cur- Nelson. I'm curious how, thanks for using my full name. My joy. I'm curious how John learned about circus clowns in general. Right. He was being churned into the butter he is. Uh He has no memory of that because he was not butter yet. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Though some people think he was butter the second the milk went in there. He wasn't. Yeah. Then he became a stick of butter. Probably a, a large kind of sheet of butter. And as he was being cut into a stick, there's a TV on in the factory at the farm. <laughs> I don't know where they make sticks of butter. In the yard. Sure. Where Mama was churning, uh, made the butter and was now cutting it into sticks for the farmer's market. Okay. So this is like organic, farm-raised. You know what? It is. He's totally organic. He was like, grew up on a farm. He... You know, it was all very um, farm. He's very farm to table. Love that. He doesn't even know the existence of, like, mass production. Must be nice. Yeah. Wrapped in a, some wax paper, not even printed on, and is sold just locally. But the TV is on. She's watching TV as she's churning the butter. She's got a little TV set. An old battery-operated one, a little one. Cool. She's got out in the field. Her name is Martha. Martha is, makes the butter, and now she's cutting it into sheets. She's no longer in the field. Uh, this is all out of order. I'm sorry, but... Um, it's like a Pulp Fiction. It very much is. She's cutting it into strips, and she's watching this television show. It's 
a rodeo clowns and a rodeo with uh, the guys with the lassos and uh, horses and all sorts of farm animals. And John is absorbing this. He, he doesn't have eyes. You know, he doesn't have ears, not even olfactory senses, but he's absorbing it. It's Heisenberg principle. It's not, he, well, I don't know if that's really right, but uh, you know, this is not being observed cleanly. The TV being on is affecting him. And he's like, this is my purpose. He's melting, he's getting solid again, the weather's up, down, not properly refrigerated because he's going right over to the farmer's market. This is fresh. He gets purchased by a rodeo clown. What are the odds? One in, I don't know, 40? (laughs) (laughs) And he just can't believe it, you know? I'm gonna be a part of this rodeo clown. He's gonna ingest me. Parts of me that are nutrients will stay behind within him and not pass through his rectum in the form of duty. So John knows about the human digestive system. You know, somehow he does. That must have been on TV, like, at some point before that, like, or like a commercial about it. You know those commercials that explain the entire digestive system? Sure. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a... It was an infomercial where (laughs) people are at a... uh, You know, there's that infomercial where it's like, People went to a convention about cleaning your gutters. I have not seen that one, but I I do like the trope of infomercials where it's like people are together for some reason so that they can be explained. Yeah, why would you get tickets for that? I'm not sure. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? (laughs) Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. John is now ingested into a rodeo clown and his nutrients that come from a cow whose name was not Bessie, which is the common cow name. Her name was Heather. And uh, he is Heather, he is John, and now he's Snooky, the rodeo clown. And he is alive in all part, you know, many parts of this rodeo clown and living his dream. And as the rodeo clown is exerting energy, he's, this rodeo clown is also male, is engaging his core in that barrel and is thus burning energy that John provided. And in that way, what John gave to this clown is extinguished, but by being burned in a flame, in a fire of energy. Now, I don't know if you know this, Harry. Energy is neither created nor destroyed. Mm -hmm. So now he's what? He's been exerted into the ether in an arena Mm -hmm. where rodeo clowns, rodeo uh, cowboys, all these people are. And he's part of the air. Now he gets inhaled by a lovely man. He's a grandfather. Boy, is he crazy about those grandkids. And he's crazy about his daughter, 
and his son-in-law. And he just always goes the extra mile. I bet the boys, I bet the kids would love a toy sailboat they could put on the lake. That's remote control. I'm going to get that for him. He goes the extra mile. He loves these kids so much. And he believes that Trump won the last election and it was stolen. And he went to the Capitol January 6th to fight for what he believed in. Now he's arrested, but he's not worried because Trump said he will be, uh, what's it called? Uh, pardon. That's right. He'll pardon him. Mm-hmm. So he's not worried. He knows he's there for the right reason. He's doing this for the future, his grandkids that he loves so much. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't happen. He gets in trouble. He's fined. He's had to go to jail for a little bit. He's in, in real trouble, and he doesn't understand He's the one fighting. Now, and he's thinking about Galileo. Now, Galileo believed the world was round and no one else did. And he was punished for it terribly. I think lived most of his life, uh, I don't know, he was like something bad. Yeah. You'd have to Google it. Do that when you wake up. (laughs) You know, usually you go, well, everyone else thinks this, they might be right. But you think about Galileo, he was the only one that was right. Sometimes the minority is right. So he says, well, I know this is what's right. Why am I being punished? Well, maybe this is what I'm meant to do for this country. And um, the butter is just bummed. You know, John is in there. He's like, this guy, he is a good guy. He's been fed so much misinformation and he, he believes it with his whole heart. He's a good guy who was vulnerable and the right guy came in at the right time and told him everything he needed to hear to feel like he's on the right track and that it's other people that are on the wrong track. There are terrorists coming in from Mexico that want to take his job and uh, hurt his family and he's got to protect them. And John is, has been inhaled through his nose at the rodeo mm-hmm. and is just bummed. Yeah. But what can he do? And uh, he passes through at some point, this grandpa, this lovely misinformed man. He gets nervous gas because he's like being arrested and everything he knew to be is gone. So... Just to clarify, mm-hmm. was John present at on January sixth? Did the, did the yeah? This is so. This oh, okay. is this. The rodeo is before January sixth. Uh-huh. He went to a rodeo on January fifth, and then the next day, presumably. Right. So that and then he's like kind of stuck in his body, and and there's a lot going on. Yeah. There's a lot being repressed. There's you know he's got serotonin jammed into his gut. Mm-hmm to mend a bad gut, which is causing depression. Because serotonin that keeps you kind of, um, helps you cope, that's in your brain, also goes to your gut when you have gut problems. That's why sometimes when you have stomach problems, you get depressed. It's actually chemical. The serotonin is going to help another part of your body and is no longer there as a coping mechanism. And he gets very depressed. He's got problems in his gut. 
He's stressed, he's angry, he's got a lot of rage. You know, he's taken things in that he can't process. You know, sometimes food does that, sometimes emotions do that, sometimes ego does that, sometimes just being raised in a way where you're not allowed to have emotions, then your emotions just convert into outward rage because it, again, energy cannot be created or destroyed, nor destroyed, I think, even. Yeah. So uh, he gets a little nervous gas. You know, I know people laugh, but this is very real. I mean, you know, he himself doesn't believe all this wellness stuff, doesn't like all this uh, elitist bullshit, you know, about mind-body connection, but I would venture to say to him, if if there's no mind-body connection, why do you have nervous diarrhea? <laughs> Explain that to me. Explain it. Mm-hmm. So he does. He has nervous, like, gas and diarrhea, and John gets converted into gas and is in this holding cell and gets inhaled by a, a lawyer who is a... Um, uh, what's it called? Like a public, when, uh, that's right, a public defender. Yeah. This public defender is here to to work with this old guy. She feels terrible, but this is what her job is, and she wants to help him. She sees that there's a, a person there, a vulnerable person who just really got a bad batch of information and a, and a steady stream of it because he's on his Facebook and the algorithm just keeps feeding this information that, that he's learned. It's like you with the torso porn. Exactly. So this woman gets John through her nose, and it's it's not pleasant. <laughs> John is wonderful. Yeah. But these molecules that it's become are mixed, you know, with its fecal matter. Now, she has this older man's fecal matter <laughs> inside of her. Yeah. He's become a part of her. This is, this is one way in which we are quite literally all connected. Mm-hmm. And he's loving it. You know, he really loves her moxie. And John is like, you know, I'd stay here forever, but of course I can't. Now it's been over a year. He's actually in Portugal. Wow. Can you believe it? These days? You know, you follow a dollar or you follow a dime or you follow a, um, you know, something that goes from place to place. And you never know where it's going to wind up, wind up rather. And uh, boy, he is in Portugal on this very day. Wow. And who knows, you know, um, we keep tabs. That's a lie. We don't keep tabs. <laughs> I, I don't even we? know how that would work. But, um, but you know, I just know his story. Yeah. And that's that, you know. Some things you don't have to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> oh. But um, is that a story? I think it is a story. I think it's a beautiful story about connection and about humanity, humanity. vulnerability, exactly, and the gray matter that we call brains. Is uh, that what you meant? I, no, I you meant like the. Is there gray matter in brains? I thought they called it gray matter. Is that what brains are called? I could be wrong. No, you're probably right. I know a lot of things, but also don't know even way more things. I mean, same. I don't even know that many things, but. This has been great, Sarah. Thank you so much. Really? Is this along the lines of, uh, I just had no idea, but stick of butter, that's as far as I can go. I No, I could probably go on forever, but, um, and, you know, I I really like the sound of my voice. This is, um, this version of my voice 
I call Anne Pomeroy. Why? Why? Well, because I have a very nasal uh, voice. But if I just relax, then I sound a lot more goyim. And in my mind, this woman is Anne Pomeroy. So sometimes when I really want to get out of that nasal voice that can be very um, not pleasurable for, for some people's ears, I just say, I'm Anne Pomeroy. And it comes out like this. Well, Anne, Sarah, thank, thank you, you so much. My joy. Bedtime Stories with Adam McKay is a production of Hyperobject Industries and Sony Music Entertainment. It's executive produced by Adam McKay, Claire Slaughter, and me, Harry Nelson. With production assistance by Jordan Allen and Zaley Mahone. Engineering, sound design, and original score by Isaac Lee. Thanks for listening. And if you're sleeping right now, I hope that you set an alarm. Because we're not going to help you with that. Hey, Bob. Yeah. <laughs>